It is Sunday, September 30th, 2018. This is U62 the Targ. Let's do this. As we say in the radio business, if you put that on the radio, people will listen to it. All right, here it comes. Anyone who isn't dead or from another plane of existence would do well to cover their ears right about now. Why, what a little tiny microchip deep inside some electronics. Broadcasting to the world through the miracle of the internet. Ladies and gentlemen, this is U62, the TAR. Now your host, a man with a lifelong dream of getting paid to do this, Mark Pappas. On this week's show, we're giving the mother of all health updates, plus I'm talking about two of the biggest movies of the summer. It is my Thanksgiving special, a Thanksgiving special. So sit back, relax, grab yourself some warm root beer and a towel that's oh so fluffy. You 62 the tar, you're in for something special. Enjoy the show. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Mark Cap is here. Welcome to this episode of the Targ. Man, oh man, take a look at my website. The last time I did this was in April of 2017. I've been wanting to sit down and do a podcast for a while now. I've had the creative itch, as it were, but man, oh man, just turned into a very busy summer and I never got around to it. Yeah, it's been a summer of personal growth because I'm on a new quest in order to get out there and get healthy. If you're one of my Facebook friends, you've probably seen the health updates I post every once in a while. So for those who might be wondering what's going on with my health, I will admit I did get a few concerned phone calls from friends about it. This is everything that's going on with my health. It all begins about a year and a half ago, the spring of 2017. I was at home for Easter, and before I left, my mom said, Mark, promise me you're going to go see a doctor. Because I'm fat and I snore, my mom has diagnosed me with sleep apnea. So mom's like, go to a doctor, get that checked out, finally get it confirmed, see if everything I Google about you is right. Okay. So I come back home to Westlock and, you know, small town, the usual troubles. None of the doctors are taking new patients. We need more doctors, blah, blah, blah. So back in the spring, this spring, 2018, I was burning off some time off. I was going for a walk around town, and I finally see a sign hanging in the doctor's office, now accepting new patients. So to make my mother happy, I finally went in there, signed up for a full, complete checkup. That was in February. In March, it wasn't uh, the actual checkup then. It was more a new patient intake thing. So they just did the interview with me, got my medical history and all that. Uh, They wanted to give me a blood sample, as the doctor was telling me during the intake exam. Uh, Normally, he takes the blood himself during the first exam, and he sends that out, and we discuss the results in the follow-up. But because it had been so long since I'd seen a doctor, he recommended I go get the blood right away, and then we can talk about the results right away in the first checkup there. So that was the first exam, so I went, got the blood and all that. Then I came back for the full, proper exam. They weighed me in, they checked my reflexes, they did a rectal exam. Never had one of those before. Man, they really get up in there, don't they? And uh, yeah, so then the doctor delivered all the uh, good and bad news. Uh, So mostly, it was mostly good news because of my clean living. You know, I don't smoke, I don't drink, I don't drink coffee or any of that. I'm actually at a very low risk for heart disease. 
Uh, he checked the blood. He checked my cholesterol levels and all that. Despite me being a fat guy, he found that my cholesterol levels were overwhelmingly normal. He said things were just barely elevated, so barely, hardly worth noting. And then he made a note of it. The only problem in there was my blood sugar. His exact words were, I'm in the gray zone for diabetes. Uh, so because of that, I've been working to get my blood sugar down. Uh, the doctor referred me to a dietitian. So I chatted with the dietitian about uh, what to do. And again, basically, she was like, well, you know, we got to keep it simple, you know, stick to your four basic food groups. And I'm all like, I thought it was a food pyramid now. And she was like, no, 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 it's an American thing. Here in Canada, we still do the four food groups. So uh, be sure to just stick to a balanced meal. And looking at my diet, that was pretty much my big problem. I'm not getting enough of the fruits and veggies. So I'm trying to do that, trying to make healthier choices and healthier options. Like I was telling a friend of mine, I still hit fast food a lot less than I used to, but I still hit it up every now and then. And I was telling a friend, you know, pretty much every fast food restaurant has side salads instead of fries. So go for the side salad instead of the fries and you're doing okay. But then as my friend pointed out, but fries are the best thing. So yeah, I'm working with that. And um, uh, the doctor also referred me to an exercise guy. So I chatted with him and he put me on an exercise regime. So uh, rather than, you know, just going for a walk every day like I used to, now I go for a power walk, you know, really get the heart rate up there. And on top of that, the doctor gave me this rubber band thing, you know, called a resistance band. And he put me on with a workout regime with that that I do every two days, get some strength training going. And uh, it's been going pretty good. Had a follow up with the doctor about a month ago here and he said I'm down 14 pounds. Uh, he didn't uh, take my blood or anything. He just seemed pleased with the weight loss to know that I'm heading in the right direction. So, yeah, working out like that, that's kind of what uh, occupied my time this summer. Oh, and then there was the biopsy. I should talk about that because, you know, when you start throwing around words like biopsy, that's when I was getting the concerned phone calls from the friends. So, basically, I've got this rash on my legs. I've had it pretty much ever since I started in radio. And so I showed that to the dog and he's like, you've had this for like, what, 12, 13 years? Yeah, we should finally check this out. So we did a biopsy, which is essentially is they cut off a piece of the skin and they sent it to the lab for analysis. And it came back, the rash is dry skin eczema. Very common. So uh, doctors got me on a prescription cream for that. I got uh, moisturizers that I'm supposed to use for that. And uh, yeah, so... Just that uh, it's it's fading. It's still there, but uh, the rash is fading. So it's under control. And so, yeah, that's my health. That's what's going on with me. So when you see those cryptic health updates talking about how much I'm walking and all that stuff, that's what all that's about. That is the whole story. So there you go. For the most part, I'm fine. I'm absolutely fine. As a friend of mine remarked, you can tell we're getting old now because we're talking more and more about our health and less and less about the new Star Wars. You're listening to Mark Kappas. It's clear to all of you that I am awesome. On U62, The Targ. So I've been wanting to do this all summer because we had two movies come out back in May that I really, really wanted to talk about. The first one, Avengers Infinity War. Tell me his name again. Thanos. He's a plague, Tony. He invades planets. He takes what he wants. He wipes out half the population. He sent Loki. The attack on New York. That's him. This is it. What's our timeline? No telling. 
He has the power in space stones. That already makes him the strongest creature in the whole universe. If he gets his hands on all six stones, Tony... He could destroy life on a scale hitherto undreamt of. Did you seriously just say hitherto undreamt of? Are you seriously leaning on the cauldron of the cosmos? No, no. So this is it. It's all come down to this. Ten years of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. This is the dramatic conclusion. Thanos, our alien warlord that's been hinted at in the post-credit stingers of every Avengers movies, he is finally getting out of his chair. He is getting all the Infinity Stones, and he is going to wipe out half the population of the universe. So it's up to every Marvel hero in the Marvel Cinematic Universe to band together to bring him down. When last we saw him at the end of Thor Ragnarok, Bruce Banner and Thor, they managed to do battle with Thanos and Thanos kicked their butts. Bruce Banner falls from the heavens, crashes into the Sanctum Santorum of Doctor Strange, causing Doctor Strange to reach out to Tony Stark for help. Banner passes along the message, Thanos is coming. Out in space, the Guardians of the Galaxy respond to a distress call where they rescue Thor from the wreckage of that Asgardian ship, you know, from the end of Thor Ragnarok. Thanos has completely laid waste to the survivors. Back on Earth, Thanos' disciples, they attack Vision, because remember, he's got one of the Infinity Stones in his head. That's what powers him. So this brings Steve Rogers and his Avengers out of hiding following the Avengers of Civil War, and they all start teaming up with their multi-pronged attack against Thanos to save the universe. Avengers Infinity War is a movie that should not work at all. It is highly episodic. I mean, we're following Iron Man and Doctor Strange as they're flying through space to uh, Thanos' home planet. We're following Tony Stark and his Avengers back on Earth as they go to Wakanda and all of their internal drama. We're following the Guardians of the Galaxy and Thor as they're going through space trying to figure out how to take down Thanos. It is so episodic. That is why... Pretty much our main character is Thanos and his quest. I once read somewhere that, you know, 2018 is probably going to be the year that Marvel figured out their villain problem. And that shows in Thanos because we know all the Avengers at this point. They waste very little time in establishing who these characters are or how they came to be. And they keep all their focus on Thanos as and his development. You know, Thanos pretty much is the main character. Even he is the villain. And that is so good because that means he gets to be developed and he becomes that more compelling of a character. So the villain is our main character. Everything going on with our heroes is highly episodic and it shouldn't work. A movie shouldn't work like that. But Avengers Infinity Wars does because we have spent 10 years building up to this. And needless to say, it's got a lot of great action as well. Lots of great stand-up and cheer moments. <laughs> you guys are so screwed now! Bring me Thanos! And of course, the ending. It's out on home media now. If you haven't seen it yet, I'm about to spoil it. So pretty much, Thanos gets all the Infinity Stores all the Infinity Stones, pardon me, and half our heroes die. Did it start? I don't feel so good. You're all right. I don't, I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's happening. 
I don't want to go. I don't want to go, sir. Please. Please, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. And this is where Avengers Infinity War is so good because we know all these heroes are coming back. Yeah, we saw Black Panther die, but given the box office returns for Black Panther, we know there's going to be a Black Panther 2. We saw Spider-Man die, but the sequel to Spider-Man Homecoming is filming right now and is going to be coming out next July. So we know that Spider-Man's coming back. But still, even though we knew that all these characters would be coming back, I still got a little choked up when Spider-Man died. So the fact that I was able to forget everything and get wrapped up in these characters and get emotional at their deaths, that was awesome. That's why Avengers Infinity War is very, very good. I can hardly wait until part two comes out next summer. You're listening to Mark Kappas. Go do disgusting things to that boy. On U62, The Targ.
When Solo, a Star Wars story was coming all together, they revealed that they got legendary Star Wars composer John Williams to compose a brand new Han Solo theme for the film. And that was it. That was the John Williams Han Solo theme. It's called The Adventures of Han, and it's off the Solo, a Star Wars story soundtrack here on U62 The Targ. And that's the other big movie that came out in May that I wanted to talk about, Solo, a Star Wars story. The second of the Star Wars stories, the fourth Star Wars film under the Disney regime. Uh, Not exactly sure what to say about it, because as we all know, uh, there has been a lot of hmm, a lot of hot takes this past summer about how Solo underperformed. I really don't get that because, you know, you look at the box office numbers. Solo did about as well as Ant-Man and the Wasp, yet no one's calling Ant-Man and the Wasp a bomb. The only reason I can think of is that it's because at the end of the day, Solo is a Star Wars film. And as much as Disney wants to treat Star Wars as just another franchise, it's not. It is Star Wars. It has this mystique. It has this allure. And as such, expectations are a lot higher for a Star Wars film. Which is why I think people were a little taken aback with Solo, A Star Wars Story. It is a bit of a smaller scale film. It's even more of a heist film than... Rogue One was sold as. As Han Solo, he strikes out on his own for the first time. He gets all wrapped up with this motley crew and they go off on a job and they get all tied up in the seedy underworld of the Star Wars universe. It is a much smaller film than these Star Wars films we've gotten. And you know what? I kind of like that. It's time to start exploring this world away from the rebellion and the empire. How do people who just live on the streets in this world, how do they get by day to day? And that's what we saw with Solo, A Star Wars Story. Uh, Not gonna lie, I wasn't quite sold on our lead, Alden Ehrenreich, who played the young Han Solo. I mean, you gotta admit, following in Harrison Ford's footsteps with such an iconic character, it was a tall order. But you know, I figure the guy, he tried hard. And you know, he's got a little too much charm, I think. If he dialed back the charm a bit, probably that would have worked. On the other side of the scale, talking about charm, oh man, Donald Glover, absolutely pitch perfect as young Lando Calrissian. I want to see a young Lando film now. Let's see how that goes on. Yeah, but at the end of the day, Solo, A Star Wars Story, I liked it. Is it the best Star Wars film? No. When it comes to the Star Wars stories, I think the secret origin of Han Solo is one that not a lot of people were clamoring for, but still, we got it. And plus, you know, it also made a lot of headlines because of um, uh, because of its production woes. I remember when I saw it in the theater for the first time, I was trying to figure out, okay, what's Ron Howard stuff? Uh, what's uh, Chris Miller and Phil Lord stuff? I think a lot of the stuff in the beginning was uh, Chris Miller and Phil Lord stuff because I heard they got fired because what they were delivering was two Guardians of the Galaxy-esque. And definitely that scene where Han confronts the crime lord he works for, that really struck me as Guardians of the Galaxy-esque. Everybody stand back! What's that supposed to be? This is a thermal detonator that I just armed. That's a rock. No, it's not. Yes, it is. And you just made a clicking sound with your mouth. Please tell me this isn't your plan. But yeah, it's a cute scene, but... 
at the end of the day, Solo, a Star Wars story, it's good. It's not great, it's good. I liked it. Everything's better with Mark Chappis. Crime has gone down, productivity is up, and ratings for Doctor Who are through the roof. Mark Chappis on U62, The Targ. And of course, I never got to share my big fan theory about Solo. See, I remember when they were talking about Solo, one of the things they said the movie was going to do was it was going to explain how he got his name. And people were like, whoa, what? Han Solo's not his name? He has a real name? What? What's going on here? And then, of course, when the film came out, we were treated to this scene. What's your name, son? Han. Han what? Who are your people? I don't have people. I'm alone. Um... Solo. Approved. Proceed to transport ID 83 for the Naval Academy at Corita. Good luck, Han Solo. So yeah, I know a lot of people are thinking that was kind of weird, but then you know, when I went home, I found my oldest piece of Star Wars merchandise. It is Scholastic's storybook adaptation of Return of the Jedi, which I got at my school's Scholastic Book Fair when I was in the first grade. As I was leafing through it, I found this excerpt. Now, let me explain to you what's going on here. Uh, this is actually from a deleted scene from Return of the Jedi. If you have it on Blu-ray, you'll be able to see the scene. Uh, basically, after... Uh, Luke Skywalker and the gang rescue Han Solo from Jabba the Hutt. They were going to have this scene on the loading ramp for the Millennium Falcon before going their separate ways. In the final film, some of this dialogue was incorporated into radio chatter between Luke and Han as they went off to their separate destinations. But this is from that deleted scene where once everything is done and they're safe from Jabba the Hunt, Jabba the Hutt, Luke and Han have a little moment beneath the Millennium Falcon. Thanks for coming after me, Luke, Han said quietly. He still could not quite believe that Luke and the others had risked so much just to rescue him. Luke smiled warmly. Think nothing of it. Han shook his head. No, I'm thinking a lot about it. That carbon freeze was the closest thing dead there is. Now coming back... Well, my eyes aren't all that sea indifferent, buddy. Luke felt the change in Han, and he knew that everything he and the others had risked had been worth it. Solo means alone, he thought. He had often wondered whether that was Han's real name. Maybe it was an alias Han had chosen, one that Han felt described him better than his real name. But now Han knew that he didn't have to be a loner anymore, and Luke knew how important that was. I'll see you back at the fleet, Luke said. Right now, I have to keep a promise to an old friend. So yeah, I wonder if they were planting it from the very beginning that maybe Han Solo was an alias that Han went by. Or if maybe, who knows, um, it was just a happy coincidence and seeing as to how that was the storybook adaptation, the author was taking the time to explain some of the symbolism to the kids. Anyway, that's about it for me. I'm all rambled out. Thank you for listening to my ramblings. Hadn't done this in a while. I don't know if I'll do this again. This is actually quite a bit of work, especially if I want to put in all of the sound clips and everything. But hey, you know what? I saw that this will be going up on World Podcast Day. So what better way to celebrate than with a podcast? 
Anyway, that's it for me. You have yourself a great rest of your day. I am Mark Kappas. This has been The Targ. I will see you when I see you. And this brings us to the end of another exciting episode of The Targ. Don't forget you can download a new episode of The Targ every week at chaosinabox.com. The Targ is written and produced by Mark Kappas under the watchful eye of 42 Star Wars action figures. The Targ is a Chaos in a Box production. It's a good ride while it lasted. Come on, kids. Let's go home. We are home. That was fast.